Welcome to Movie Theater Time Machine, the month of May. That's my month, and our theme for the month is past futures. So I wanted to start with uh, Just Imagine from 1930, a sci-fi musical comedy, which a uh, combination you won't find a lot. And it features Elle Brendel, Maureen O'Sullivan, John Garrick, Marjorie White, Frank Albertson, and directed by David Butler. Okay, so let's get into this, and I'm Kaz. Hey, I'm Nick. And I'm Dan. So, at first, we take a peek back in time, uh, about 50 years ago, 1880. The people believe themselves to be the, quote, last word in speed. And then we switch to 1930, so we can see all the cars and electrical stuff. Then we switch to 50 years in the future, 1980. And everybody's, like, flying planes. Yeah, everyone's Where's got VTOL, plane? got the whole vertical takeoff and landing things. Like the plane just kind of come to a very stable pause in the air, I must say. Yes. Yeah. And everyone has a number for a name, although mm-hmm. technically there's a letter in it or two letters. Could be a one letter. Uh, we have J21 and he loves LN18. But apparently in the future, a tribunal will... Um, Decide the marriage? Yes. Yeah, basically you so, have an assigned, assigned marriage. Well, it's, kind of, it's like half and half. You can't, it's like you can do an assigned marriage from the government or you could petition to marry a specific person. But the government has say whether you're worthwhile to marry the person that you want to marry. And there's like a competition I mean, aspect to it. Only the men are allowed to petition. Yeah, because that's kind of bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, it makes the plot work, but I'm not sure if that's for plot reasons or more like, I can't conceive this future where it's different. But LN has been petitioned by two suitors. So our main character, J21, wasn't quite as accomplished as his competitor, MT3. And when you watch this movie, it's going to sound like they're saying MP3, but it's not. It's MT3. Yeah. It'd be both really me. funny if it was MP3. I know. Yeah. Both me and Josh were like, was that MP3? And then we heard it again. It's like, <laughs> yes. oh, it's a T in there. Oh, <laughs> I know. I, I looked at the notes while we were watching it and I said the same thing. And I really just wanted to make a Napster joke. Yes. <laughs> That's the judge's <laughs> Napster. <laughs> so J21 has four months to appeal his uh, loss of the marriage license. Like um, Ellen wants to be with Jay. Later on, he's going to go to freaking Mars to prove his worth that he's more accomplished than MT. So that's how he plans to get Ellen. Yeah, because you know that's that's like a reasonable thing to do. It's like fuck it, I'm going to Mars. <laughs> well, he just happens to be found by the assistant of uh, Z4, and then they go to freaking Mars, and it gets weird. Yeah. I don't know if I should get into that yet, or... Now, the the inventor, Z4, I just want to bring this up here. He looks like he's pretty old, right? Like, probably past his 50s? Mm, yeah. So was he born Z4 in the 30s, or did he have to take on a new name? Like, at one point... Oh, my like, God. That's a good point. That brings us into our time traveler, so to speak. Ooh. Uh, formerly known as Peterson. And he was a vaudeville actor. He, the man from 1930. Um, that's L. Brendel. And apparently, according to Wikipedia, it says he's an ethnic vaudeville comedian of the forgotten type, the Swedish immigrant, which I... Okay. So that's what that accent was. 
All right. I guess so. <laughs> I, I, I mean, okay, I was just like accent. And for the record, according to what I'm looking at here, he was born in Pennsylvania, so that's definitely a put-on accent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I never would have guessed Swedish. Yeah, it, that's, it's like that's some kind of accent. I'm not sure what kind, but it's some kind. <laughs> yeah, Jesus, strange birthplace and a weird accent. <laughs> and it gives to fantasy casting a little bit more for later. Oh, can you hold it? Or oh yeah, I will. I will. Shit it all over the place. No, I will. Okay. It, Maureen yeah. O'Sullivan, who played uh, LN18. Yeah. Yeah, she is best known for playing the original Jane in Tarzan. Huh. All right. Because I knew her name looked really familiar. I'm like, what the hell is this? I I just quickly looked it up. The original Jane Porter. I spent most of my... uh, Wait, Jane had a last name? Yeah, I know, right? Okay. You learned something new. That's news to me. Hmm. It was an interesting thing, but I'll save it until we get into the technology depicted in this futuristic year of 1980. But uh, just a note here, I found a transcription of an article from 1930, which was about the people of 1980 who may stumble upon the 1930 film Just Imagine. Um, That is on paleofuture.com. So if you like this theme of past futures, uh, you can check out Paleo Future for more stuff like that. But I like how they say... Just imagine, say its authors, is not intended, of course, as a serious prophecy, but as entertainment. So it's up to us to say what they got wrong, what they got right. Okay. And most of my notes are basically technology, because it's not like the best story. But I mean, uh, it's, it's a pretty basic story up until yeah. they get to Mars, but we'll get into that when we get there. Oh, yeah. Now, I did some research, and I, I really wanted to dive into what... They got wrong. Okay. Like what we actually got in 1980. Oh God. <laughs> I know what's coming. Yeah. Yeah, you do because I could. I hadn't shut up about this all week. <laughs> so what we're gonna do for the dear listeners is we're gonna take a quick break, and you're gonna hear a little bit about our newest sponsor for Movie Theater Time Machine. Woo. Feel extra keen while you're with your love in quarantine with AdamandEve.com. It'll be nice. You can browse their merchandise at AdamandEve.com. With a shipping discreet, the gifts are sweet at AdamandEve.com. AdamandEve.com is now proudly sponsoring Movie Theater Time Machine. We invite our listeners to use a promo code that we're still working on, but it will be available very soon. Our listeners will get free gifts, as well as 50% off almost any item, six movies, and free shipping. Plus, also, it helps out the show. So please go ahead and help out our friends at adamandeve.com, as well as help out your new favorite podcasts. Thanks so much, and back to the show. And we are back. We're going to have Dan go what the shit for a moment. All right. I did some research on what car we actually got in 1980. Instead of those planes? Just the preview is, is glorious. Let's see. Datsun offers black gold. The 10th anniversary Datsun 280CX. Very few will possess its limited number. That, that, was, uh, that was a thing. I'm not going to lie, I, dr- I drive that now. 
I would too. Mm. So, Dan just saw the commercial for the Datsun 10th anniversary 280ZX Black Gold, and that was uh, that was that was a thing. We did not get flying cars. We got a souped-up black and gold car where the girl from the Robert Palmer movie. I'm sorry, the girl from the Robert Palmer video, Addicted to Love, and Oates from Hall Notes. Yeah, I thought that was him. When I, what's that? I thought that was him, but I wasn't sure. I, I don't think it was. But oh, all right. He's painting a picture, a mind picture. <laughs> but I presume what happened was these two conceived the '90s wrestler Gold Dust in the back of this car. Holy shit! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap. And was this music disco? Oh, far from it. I can't unsee that. Commercial, <laughs> commercial I, I think the conception happened to disco, yeah. judging by this commercial. Yeah, it oh. probably. Probably. Yeah. Everything is gold. It's gold. <laughs> I love gold. <laughs> We're going to put this on our Facebook page. For the listeners, if you want to see this, because it is a sight to see, and half the car, it looks like it looks like if the, if you wanted to have a car perception of what a midlife crisis looked like, <laughs> because the front end is really sporty and the back end looks like a looks like a Volkswagen Rabbit. So it's an opposite mullet. Yeah. Like car form. Yeah, it's just literally black and gold. 3,000 of these were made. 500 more were were made in red. And the average mileage of any of them that are still out there, like, on average, like, 2,000 are still on the road. The average mileage is 500 miles. Well, I mean, wow. it's a special edition. You don't want to screw that up, right? Yeah. But... Several videos on YouTube are like, yeah, this is a 30-year-old car, and it has 117 miles. No, 117 miles total. Jesus. And as we go through this month, I'm like, I'm going to try to dig up and find these things, but this one was a fucking weird gem. It really is. (laughs) And another, (laughs) another weird gem is me doing a Google image search for gold dust and realizing he's basically Darth Maul with a palette swap. Yes. Oh, man. That's pointy. That's a hell of a thing. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah, the first thing you're going to notice in this movie is instead of cars, which apparently people don't drive so much anymore, nope. everybody's got these little personal airplanes with three propellers, like one in the front and two for the, for hover action, I guess. Yep. And there's even a funny little traffic cop in a little in basket. A, in a basket just yelling at people. It's like, hey, you can only park there for three minutes. <laughs> And what are yeah, you going to do? In You're in your little bucket. I want to know is why are they all one-seater airplanes? How how are you going to take the family along? Well, I don't you know. You just put them somewhere. in the trunk because babies come out of like a wall-mounted thing at this in this world. So yes, <laughs> the baby dispenser. Yep. We don't get to see that quite yet. But, no, no. Um, I wanted to see the backside of that. <laughs> it's just a whole bunch of storks. Yeah. And and they're worked to the bone. Yeah. They're not paid very well. Uh. They're going to start a stork vault. <laughs> <laughs> and we got the number names and uh, 
we have surveillance at the door, and that's how... Oh, that's right, they, the, the census taker comes. No, 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 Jay no, no, no. does not like these newfangled women with their census jobs and, <laughs> I don't know, pants? I assume she's wearing pants. Yeah, we don't really get to see her from the waist down, but I'm assuming there are pants, and, uh, of course, as a... Uh, as a stand-up 1980 guy, we have to be against women having jobs. Wait, hold on. Right. Then again, there's uh, RT and uh, what's-her-face. The one you thought was the your favorite character. Oh, the blonde? D- yeah, yeah, yeah. D- D6. She, she had a job. D6 had a job as a, some kind of nurse. Yep. Assistant, Let's see, but that's whatever. that's those are the jobs that are okay for women to have. Like, yeah, I bet there were a bunch of candy strippers. That uh, real big slits up the dresses, is that the difference? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> no census police officer uniform. But um, the census, uh, I think that's how we f- end up finding out about the marriage filing. Or s- No, 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 it's in the airplane. Uh, Jay walks on the wing in the, the perfectly standstill airplanes and then goes to Ellen's airplane. And apparently he had just gotten word or... One of them just got word of the whole marriage thing. How their marriage plans are ruined because of MT3. You know, that's probably how the families got around. A like, walk, wing walking? Yeah, there literally is a gremlin on the wing. <laughs> I mean, okay. But because of this uh, tribunal deciding marriages, Jay sings his song about yearning for old-timey times and an old-fashioned girl and <laughs> um, I couldn't really figure out what he was saying too much. Am I the only one? You had to really pay attention. Yeah, yeah. The, the singing the singing bits never quite, you know, I don't know if it's just the, the age of the film or the fact that it was through YouTube's compression or whatever. I couldn't ever really quite make out what they were saying during the songs. Like, dur- like during regular dialogue, sure. The songs didn't, yeah. I couldn't quite make it out. Yeah, you have to really barely pay attention, I yeah, found. Yeah, we struggled. Yeah. But then we move on to the video phone. So, if you're wondering, apparently video calls are older than you think. Yeah, you found out some good stuff Yeah, this. I did a little research, and uh, let's see, according to this article from Business Insider, um, patent was filed in Germany in 1932, and apparently the German post office ran video calling service between video phone booths in a few different places from 1936 to 1940. So That's interesting. Hmm. And uh, car phones, too, are older than you think. I haven't looked that up recently, but I remember looking it up before. That is <laughs> not firsthand. Now, see, the thing I looked up is because I was curious about the whole VTOL thing, you know, the, the vertical takeoff and landing, the, the propellers and the wings. Because I was thinking, yeah. it was like, Okay, was that a thing in the 30s? Like, they'd already had, like, a helicopter in the 30s, I thought, right? And I'm looking it up, and it actually goes way further back than I expected. Like, apparently, really? even, I uh, was it Da Vinci had designs yeah. for vertical, for, like, helicopters, that kind of, like, the, the spiral um, wing thing on top of, on top of, like, That's a right, he did. machine. Like, yeah, yeah. It, would, it wouldn't have worked, but the concept was sound. The idea was there. Well, Da Vinci also invented the Bowflex 500 years before it was invented. Oh, yeah. Uh, we have a, in our other room, we have a big giant notebook of Leonardo Da Vinci drawings. Yeah. On our shelf, so that's, 
that's one of the things I've looked over plenty of times. But you're right. Yeah, it look like his design. Like the, it looks like a corkscrew made out of like a wing. So it like realistically, it wouldn't work. But the idea was there. Yeah. Well, the man was an alien. Seriously. <laughs> That's my thought. I thought it was a Ninja Turtle. That too. And therefore a teenager and a mutant. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I I have a nephew named uh, named Leonardo, and he believes the Ninja Turtle is named after him. Aww. Yep. Hold on to that, Leo. (laughs) (laughs) Stay with it. Time has no meaning. Especially now. Another neat thing that they had were in this future 1980 with reversible clothes. Although I doubt people would be wearing the same kind of evening wear anymore, but I once had a reversible jacket. That's about it. See, I do do like the idea. Like when she's like, look, it's the latest in fashion. Then she takes like the top of it off. I'm like, so it's a jacket. She flips it inside out. I'm like, oh, okay. I see where you're going with this. Turns her hat into a purse. Yep. That was kind of neat. I think she was uh, D six was like the best character. Yes, yeah. I I fully I fully agree. She was fun. Like she was just that that character that just brought something into it. The other characters were either a little over the top, like Single O ends up being, um, yeah. and uh, J and R T are just kind of a little dour almost. Like they they just I don't know. There wasn't a whole lot to them. But D six. Aside from being named after, you know, Dice, um, D6 was just a fun character. Waiting for that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, She works for a doctor who's going to do this experiment, Mm -hmm. random ass experiment, to bring a dead guy back to life from... (laughs) To play lightning. Yeah, to bring a dead guy back to life and then apparently just abandon the shit out of him. Oh my god, yes. And why, why was he not a fucking skeleton? Yeah, that he was too. Hit in 1930 by lightning on a doing a backstroke in golf. He's not fried. He's not frozen. He's not a mummy or skeleton. He's just normal Movie in a chair. Movie magic. Right. There was no explanation. It's not like Caddyshack rules either. Oh. Caddyshack rules where the priest was um, in Bill Murray's scene where the priest was was struck by lightning, and for the rest of the movie he's just burned to a crisp. Oh, but he's functioning completely fine. Yeah, none of that. He's just extra red. No explanation. Just no, nothing. Here's a perfectly preserved dead guy. We're going to shock him, I guess. It's, it was lightning or something. It's the 1930s. We don't think about that kind of stuff. It's like by the no. future space year of 1980, we'll have this all figured out. Right. I guess they're ahead of Futurama on the curve with uh, their dead pe- person preservation. Yeah. Well, when you see them all getting around, it kind of looked like the Futurama opening. Mm. Yeah. Oh, when everyone's flying above New York City? Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. Flying in traffic formations? Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> I need to go watch the Futurama now. So this guy is Peterson, the uh, vaudeville guy from 1930. It, it, the experiment goes without a hitch, and then, as you said, the doctor's like, screw you, do whatever you want. It's like, aha, it worked. Now get out. Wait, what? Yeah. Uh, You're not my problem anymore. Bye. I could put you back if you want. I could kill you. So uh, Jay and what well, his friend was RT, right? Yep. Yeah. Uh, Jay and RT decided to take care of him because I don't know plot. Yeah, because because we wouldn't have much of a movie otherwise. Uh, that and D six was also like assigned to I oh, guess yeah. take care of him. Shove a needle in his ass. To shove it, yeah. Basically help him help him acclimatize to the future space year nineteen eighty. <laughs> we don't even know why she has to jam a giant. 
uh, sausage size syringe. Oh my god, that is a uh, tongue twister. Siblings. <laughs> <laughs> Giant needle she has to shove in his ass every once in a while, but she does it. He, he doesn't seem to complain, though. He's like, oh, yeah, needle going that far in. That's not going to be a fun time. No. So our future people get to show him around, and he takes the uh, futuristic name of Single Zero, or Single O. Yep. Um, and they show him around, and we get to see cafes are replaced by large vending machines of food pills. Well, here's a difference with this movie and any other future movie I've seen. He's, well, he's brought back to life and he immediately accepts everything. Yeah. Like, yeah. No fight, nothing. He's just like, well, we don't go by names anymore. We all assign numbers. Oh, how about single O? Okay. Yeah. See, that's why if you're going to be doing some kind of like future thing or like if magic comes back or any, any kind of weirdness like that. You want to make sure the main character is a little bit of a dork because we've been... He was. Yeah, it's like we've been like waiting for shit like this our whole (laughs) lives. So if if, like dragons and and elves and shit come back, we're going to be like, fuck yeah, I'm in. Fine. I got no problems with this. Yeah, but food pills, seriously. Uh, The food pills bother me. Like, yeah, I yeah. I don't want to call myself a foodie because that sounds kind of pretentious. And um, yeah. I don't think a real foodie would still eat Chef Boyardee. But I like to consider myself like a amateur cook. I'm not going to go as far as chef, but I'm an amateur cook. I enjoy cooking. I, I like making weird things. And if it just comes in a pill that you just kind of gulp and then, huh, I've had a full meal. It's like that just takes away one of the joys in life, you know? When you said that... Um Single O accepts it. He doesn't quite accept the food pills until they give him the highball. Right. The booze pills. And then he gets addicted to booze pills. <laughs> I guess Prohibition is still going on? Yep. In 1980, we might get beers and light wines next year. Oh, they've been saying that forever, he says. I assume that's a commentary on the present day that I don't understand. Because, well, right, well, that's a good question. When did... Uh, present being 1930. When did uh, Prohibition end, anyways? Prohibition, what a show. What a show. Uh, da, 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 da. Uh, from 1920 to 1933, it says. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so that must have been right around the time they were thinking of ending it because yep. so mu- there was so much crime. Yeah, because like you, you, you ban booze, then only the criminals are going to have booze, and people kind of need booze. Right. Yeah, it just uh, with that particular time, it was. But also, it was. There's a great documentary if anybody's really interested in it. It's Ken Burns' Prohibition, of course, where he takes like ten hours to say one thing sometimes. But there are parts that are kind of interesting. But it was ushered in by a bunch of people who were really high tyrannical religious nuts, even for that time. Yeah. And they all kind of, everybody collectively kind of looked around a few years after it was, before it was appealed, excuse me, and looked around and went, this is not working. They were kind of crazy. Yep. And they, and they were. Weren't they doing some of that to like screw over immigrants or something? Yes. I'm I'm sure that was in there too. Yeah. Yes. Yes. But uh, there's, there's a funny bit where it's like. Women who were saying their their husbands ran off and cheated on them and ran away because they were drinking. And but then you see the photos of these people who are protesting, 
what liquor and all the evils. And I'm like, yeah, I'd run away too. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't blame you either. Yeah, I'm married to you. I'd crawl into a bottle too, toots. <laughs> Did you notice the food pills were in tiny little bottles <laughs> yes. too? Uh, that confused me during the drinking song. Oh, very much. I, so. I was just like, wait, wait, they have bottles of booze, but turns out they're full of pills. Or at least when we get the close-up later on of uh, Singalo's stash that he keeps on his belt. Well, you got to be prepared, right? Right. Yeah, when you go into frickin' Mars. But, uh, oh, another interesting thing is baby vending machines. Yeah, that was that was a thing. Random? I say, didn't I think, really add to the plot at all. Yeah, I mean, it, it didn't come up again after that. It's like a one-off kind of gag thing, but... I agree with Singalo on this. It's just like, I think I prefer the old way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a funny joke. Yeah. He was thinking back. back. The good old days. Yeah. So he get drunk on on those pills. And we're at sometime at night. And Jay wants to meet with Ellen to talk about the whole marriage thing or kiss her or something like that. So they're having their clandestine meeting. And Ellen pretends to have a headache. So her dad and her fiancé will leave to go to the show. It's like, not tonight. And I have a headache. <laughs> the oldest excuse in the book. Uh, some things never change. <laughs> so that's, um, they end up getting caught, though, because I'm not sure why they come back, but they do. I think they were looking for single O because he's kind of drunk and wandering around. Oh, uh, because they said they saw somebody up there and, um, then Singalo is drunk and climbing up the side of the building yes. and he spills <laughs> the beans. He's like, Where have you seen Jay? Right in front of MT3 and RT and uh, D6 hiding in the Murphy bed in the wall. Yep. <laughs> they just had a flop open. It's like, Oh crap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, another interesting thing I noticed was uh, street lamps without posts. They looked like floating spiral things. Yeah, they like were you just might see in an electric stove. And they were just kind of there. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean that's neat. I like the idea. I like um, the idea of um, the concept of bioengineering glowing trees. That would be awesome. Yeah, like get the whole like the bioluminescence. They get at those. Um, where are yeah. those beaches? I think they're in like Italy or something. Like, Jellyfish. Oh, it's not the it's not the jellyfish that well it's yeah it is it's oh. teeny tiny little jellyfish and when they get agitated they glow blue so like at night this beach is literally just just like the waves are just like a rush of blue and if you like if you walk along the beach like your footprints will be glowing blue behind you Vieques, Puerto Rico Por all right I was way off how did you pull that out of out of thin air not looking at your phone when well that's amazing the the day job that I have oh. in the hotel industry. Oh, yeah. What There's I? a resort right there that I was in charge of helping people know and helping people sell that. Neat. And that was one of the things that literally like people know. And a couple of my good friends before they had kids, that was like a last hurrah trip before they had, before they got married. Yeah. And you know, they wouldn't shut up about it for, like years. Well, a friend of yeah. mine on Facebook this morning posted a video of people just like in like in a boat on like I don't know if it's like a bay or like a harbor or whatever, but it, like they're just 
drive they're right driving in a boat it's at night and there are dolphins that are swimming with them and the dolphins are leaving like a like vapor trail behind them of like these blue luminescence and it is so cool that does look sweet actually because the jellyfish yeah it's like they just magic it's like tiny tiny jellyfish or it could be dolphin magic i'm not sure either way oh lisa frank yes <laughs> Not enough rainbow in there. Too monochrome. Oh, what was uh, Jocelyn's reaction to uh, no pockets in the suit? Did you notice that? Oh, actually, we didn't. Like, the suits had no pockets at all. Yeah, you're right, they didn't. I don't know about all the suits, but there was Single O trying to find a pocket, and he couldn't find any pockets in his jacket or in his pants, and I'm like, ha-ha! Uh, take, you know like. <laughs> take that, patriarchy. Yeah. Or I mean, D6 whatever. turned her hat into a pocket. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> so that was another. I liked how it buttoned off to the side. Yeah. That was kind of cool. Yeah. But, um, yeah, Jay got caught and yelled at by MT3 and kicked out of the place. So after um, singing his love duet with Ellen. Uh, did, was, wasn't this the scene where MT made uh, Ellen... Like tell him to leave. Yes. Yeah. That that was, that was like. Weird. I don't like that. She looked like a she looked like so like a puppy that had been hit with a newspaper. It's just like that implies that this dude is a not great dude. I think that's kind of the point. Yeah. Because she doesn't want to marry him. So. And it's like well, she had agreed to it before she met uh, J twenty one, right? I think so. I, I think, think so, that's what yeah. he said. So apparently, once you agree to it, you can't change your mind. I guess so. Ugh. Or it goes on merit. Yeah. Because that's why MT won in court, because um, he published a paper that his dad wrote or something. Hmm. So he did something slightly more important than the pilot, uh, Jay, who's a pilot. Hmm. But so it literally was, I did it first? <laughs> I guess yeah. so. Yeah, pretty much. I think so. So, huh. um, but that leads into uh, Jay walking... By the water, and a mysterious stranger in a hat comes up to him, and well, I'm just like, I'm mildly convinced he's a vampire. <laughs> he did look kind of like, <laughs> he looked really tall too, and I'm just wondering, does this guy prowl around bridges looking for suicidal pilots for his uh, boss's experiment? Oh, I got one. <laughs> oh, look, this this guy looks despondent as hell. Yeah. Oh, there's one. <laughs> I got one today. Yeah, like. I agree. Yeah. So he, he brings him back to... Boss, boss, I got Jimmy Stewart this time. <laughs> <laughs> so this guy works for Z4, the scientist, and apparently Z4 built a rocket plane that can carry someone to Mars, and he needs someone to test it. And obviously J-21 is perfect for it because he's got something to prove in order to um, get his marriage contract appealed. Yeah, he's like the one of the best pilots already. He's got something to prove, and if he's the first schlub to get to Mars and, and you know come back and prove it, that's going to be way bigger than whatever this paper this other dude wrote. Right. I think it's pretty funny how they say, we don't know if men can live on Mars, because if you're expecting spacesuits, no. Yeah, no we don't space. know if man can live on Mars. We're not giving you any oxygen, though. Good good luck. Yeah. So does he have pillowy mounds of mashed potatoes? <laughs> <laughs> no potatoes. Uh, 
so then there's the farewell party where we get the second fanciest dance number, I think. I got two points to do before we get to that, if you don't mind. Oh, okay. yeah. Did anybody notice that Z4 is a really interesting name because it's the guy who created a rocket, but Z4 is also an explosive? Z4? I thought it was C4. Yeah. Oh, shit. Maybe it's like D4, like Zephyr. Z4. Zephyr. Hang on. I I can't say as I'm fully versed in explosives. I I remember C4 from Fallout games. Um, huh. I'm looking it up for Z4 explosives, and I still keep seeing things come up, so I think it's like a classification of explosives. So technically, you are correct, which is the best kind of correct. Yay. The accidental kind? Yes. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Congratulations, and, yeah. I think. I was quite right. Yeah, it looks like it's a classification of a type of explosive, I think, yeah. from what I can see here. Okay. And the did, isn't it weird that he looked like Thomas Edison? Yeah, that that was a real Thomas Edison vibe going on with this dude. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah, just it just seemed like an interesting point. I just think it's funny they called it a plane. Right. Yeah. I mean, we have space planes today, don't we? That can like skirt just oh, just just barely into outer, outer space. Oh, the zero gravity planes you're talking about? Yes. Are you talking about the vomit comet? Yes. Because that's not a space. I don't think that's a space plane, is it? That's just a plane that drops. I see. Yeah, I just I, I remember hearing zero about gravity. But I, I know space planes are yeah right above. Really, really high in the atmosphere, or something. I like say that. I might be thinking of something out of um, out of uh, Kerbal Space Program. I'm not sure. So RT really wants to go with Jay, so that they go and stowing away with them is a single O. Yeah. So when when RT and is convincing Jay, yeah, when RT is convincing Jay to let him go, I'm just watching. I'm like, just kiss him, you big lug. You know you want I to. Know, right. <laughs> Definitely. So they. One month later, like I like how... A month trapped in a space shuttle with RT. Oh, no. And single O and his supply of booze bottles full of pills. Yeah. I want to know how the hell they split the food supplies. Did nobody think of this? I don't think so. Well, it's like, yeah, like there's a third person on there. It's like, well, we only we only did the calculations for two people. So, um, uh, single O, how long can you hold your breath? Yeah. Well, he has all his booze pills, so he's Where's basically pickling go? himself. <laughs> yeah, true. Hello, everybody. <laughs> and then they landed on Mars, and uh, things get weird. Yeah, they land on Mars. I don't know if you guys watched the version that has the um, uh, like the color swaps over it, but uh, Mars is yellow. Very, very yellow. Oh, we, I only I saw black saw and white. Uh, yeah, there's there was a different version. There's two versions on uh, on YouTube. They're the same movie, but the one we watched adds like a color filter over certain scenes, and it's all pretty much black and white for the vast majority of the movie. And there's maybe a little bit of a blue tinge when it's like scenes that are supposed to be at night. And then when we get to uh, when we get to Mars, it is all a sepia-toned yellow something or other. It's just, everything's yellow. Really? Yeah. Pete on the lens. Pretty much. We've got a piss <laughs> filter going on. And, um, yeah, they are... Re- see, they arrive and they do sign language with the Queen Lulu and King Loco. And uh, 
Yeah, and and yeah, the costumes on Mars. Um, Quitey. They're a choice. <laughs> they are certainly a fashion choice. Death by Snoo Snoo. Yeah, yeah, I I got a real vibe of that. And then King Loco, <laughs> or I guess he's the king, or I don't know, bodyguard Loco, whatever. He comes out and he's got the nipliest shoulder pads <laughs> I have ever seen. And they reminded me of seashells and or like. You, like you might be an enemy in a Mario game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like you don't want this guy to shoulder check you. It's going to be a bad time. I, I, I didn't. I didn't know he was the king, but uh, the Wikipedia page says he's the king. So I guess uh-huh. so. All right then. I was just reminded of drawn together. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I put it in our private chat, but I just remember yep. the episode where uh, Captain Hero went backwards in time and they, they did the Superman thing. And they said, <laughs> it reminded me, messing with evolution is totally awesome until I realized I'm, I'm an, an ass, ass man. man. No! no! <laughs> yeah, seriously, if you've not seen Drawn Together, get a hold of it. It is... It is a glorious, me- messed up masterpiece. <laughs> but if anyone has seen it and knows what we're talking about, you could definitely put it in the Discord. But yeah. it gave me that vibe immediately. <laughs> they just wanted everybody on Mars to go boob, 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 boob. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, they're... they're it's like they're brought into the court of Queen Lulu and King Loco and everybody's nobody speaks English, of course, but there's air on Mars because sure, why not? And they all look like humans except with Vulcan eyebrows. Yep. And, and, and yeah, and then they're brought into like some kind of pool chamber. And I'm just like, oh, we're get we're going to the lust pits, are we? All right. Sure. Why not? <laughs> yeah, they were like, uh, they were trying to get them undressed or something yep yeah and then so they could have a bath i guess and and all three of them were pulling like great like vaudevillian just slapping their hand people's hands away left and right like no no, what are you doing stop oh god ah, stop single low is the funniest one with this because he's like he thought of it as a game yep but like for a month straight going from earth to mars he's been doing nothing but popping pills (laughs) So again, he's pickled himself. Oh my god, he's pickle Rick. (laughs) He's just pickling himself. And he's just like sitting there and he's like, okay, they want to take my clothes off. (laughs) He was kind of fighting them off a little, but playfully. Sort of. And then I think they felt better once they were in the bath alone, but then all of a sudden all the like all the girls come out to dance for them or something. I have to admit, a show. I have to admit, the just like with uh, one of the Bond movies we watched, this movie was starting to lose me. Like around like the fourth or fifth sing like sing, song and dance number, and I was very confused about the drinking song where people apparently didn't know how chairs worked and kept getting up and down on the tables and all this good stuff. And then they got to Mars, and you know what movie? You got me back. This stuff was it with the. Uh the Martian monkeys dancing. The, the Martian monkeys, and then the, um, and then just when they were in the pool, and like the the dancing girls come in and just dance for no apparent reason, and I'm just like, this is dumb, and I love it. I am back. You got me, movie. I am back. 
And then uh, during the uh, dancing monkey sequence, they are attacked. By their evil <laughs> clones. Evil. Apparently, Mars, everyone has an evil twin. And this was Boo Boo and Boko, the evil king and queen. Mm-hmm. They are completely identical in every way, shape, or form, except Boo Boo yells a lot more and Boko yes. hits people. Yes. He's, he's not as friendly. He won't, if you poke him, he will not laugh like the Pillsbury Doughboy. Nah. That makes me wonder if Queen Boo Boo, she knows anything about picnic baskets. <laughs> <laughs> so they imprison our Earthmen and uh, they have to escape because it's almost time for the trial. And so back on Earth, D6 is stalling for time by claiming that MT3 is the father of her children. And never mind the fact that she doesn't have children, but it's confusing enough for the court to be like, wait, hold on, what? She, she said she wasn't under oath, so it didn't count. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, she does successfully stall for time. Who was it that rescued them? Was it Loco? Lo- to- Loco rescued them. Uh, basically okay, but by then picking Boko up, starts chasing them. Yep, and Loco and Boko get into a fight, and, ah, yeah. you know, they get in a fight. Triangle wins, Triangle Man, Triangle Man. Uh, you can't really tell who's who, but a pair, like, the, I like the fight on the ladder of Boko oh. trying to stop them from getting back into their bottle rocket ship. Because let's face it, that ship's a bottle rocket. Yeah, um, lots of kicking involved, but... Oh, yeah. I'm not sure how they got him on board because we don't even see him until like later when uh, Single O mentions, oh, yeah, I, I did bring something from Mars as proof. Yeah, he said, yeah, he said there's something in the box that he's bringing back as a souvenir. And I'm think, and I'm just thinking there's a woman in there, isn't there? Single O, you creep. <laughs> no, no, it's just nope, uh, it's a dude. Okay. All right, then I took his nipples. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> what? I don't know. And so they make it to the trial on time. And now that they have a real life Martian with them, um, that's proof enough. And to prove that he's an alien, um, I guess he squeezes his earlobe and he faints because that's their weak point. Because right, no human would do that, I guess. Yeah, I like the I like it when he's standing over him and he's just like he's so happy. It's just like it, it's um single O. Yeah. yeah. It's like, look what he's I so did. happy. It just reminded me of like the uh, the Three Ninjas movie we did a few months ago. Yep, where Hogan smashed through the chains and he's so happy. He's like, "I'm helping." Say, "Hey, look, look, I did a thing!" Yay! Look at this. He's like, "Ah!" He's like, "Ta-da!" I think it was MT3 that said, uh, "How would how would a little guy like that take down a big guy like that?" And, <laughs> and that's when he pinches his ear. <laughs> see, that's I, proof enough, I guess. See, I was just waiting for the. How's a big guy? How's a little guy like that take down a big dude like that? And they just punches him in the dick. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, here, I will. I will demonstrate. <laughs> and he drops. You will notice a Martian's genitals are in their ears. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> see? <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, that- what if it's Balls is in his earlobes. That's a Star Trek VI <laughs> reference right there. This Wait, is, somebody has balls in their earlobe? Well, n- not really. Uh, in Star- ears? Reader's Digest version, in Star Trek VI, uh, Bones and Kirk are, um, are unjustly thrown into Klingon prison. And at one point, 
this big hulking alien dude is trying to kill Kirk and Kirk is trying to fight him, but the guy's too big. He's just shrugging everything off. Uh, eventually, uh, Kirk just kicks at the guy's knees and the guy turns all sorts of different colors and falls over and he wins the fight. And I remember this. Yep. And later he's talking to another character played by supermodel Iman. And he says, I'm just glad that guy had knees. And she goes, that was not his knee. He looks at her, and she goes, "Not everyone keeps their genitals in the same place, Captain." <laughs> yes. Yeah, David Bowie's wife was very deadpan in that. Mm-hmm. Mm. So Jay wins the court case. He Huzzah. and Ellen get to get married. Yay! Oh, and then uh, Singalo is approached by some old guy named Axel, and is like, "Remember, you had a wife and a kid." Yeah. I'm your Hi, son. Daddy. <laughs> Sit on my lap, son. Come over here. It's like, this isn't weird at all. <laughs> so he had a regular name. He did. Yeah. I wonder what his number name is. Yeah. Probably like XL. Yeah, maybe. Probably. Or would it be like the secu- social security numbers with a really super low letter? Like this guy really is AAA. <laughs> Call AAA if your plane breaks down. AAA, what? It's like, what's your social security number? Four. You'd have to be very, very special to be AAA. Or you could be A3. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Oh, I wanted to um, mention another thing they got wrong is no moon landing. Because they remarked about how nobody had seen the Earth from space like that before. Right, yeah, we just kind of skipped the moon entirely and just like, ah, screw that. We're going to go to Mars, motherfuckers. <laughs> Didn't they have telescopes? Couldn't they have seen that there weren't people and buildings there? I guess. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they're in like a subterranean part of Mars and maybe we just haven't, in, in our space year 2020, we just haven't found the weird nipply space people yet. Yeah, underground was the excuse they used in the... Um, remake movie of My Favorite Martian, I think. Yep. Why the Mars rover didn't detect them. Possibly. I thought that's what it was. Or or no, maybe it was looking in the wrong direction or something. Maybe. I don't know. You suppose the Mars rover hasn't found them because he's just censoring all the nipples? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for, for a safe... What about all, all them blueberry rocks? <laughs> yeah. They're, they're little and round. <laughs> We've gone to Nipple Mountain. It was good. <laughs> so, should we do uh, uh, fantasy casting? Yep. Why don't we take a quick break? We'll tell you more about Forty Forty One Media. Yep. And I gotta go. Fi- I gotta go find the dice anyway. Hang on one sec. <laughs> hey, everybody! Thanks so much for listening. Movie Theater Time Machine is a part of the Forty Forty One Media Group with podcasts like Sake Your Crime and Free Your Geek, which you can check out at. 4041media.com that's all squished together in one word and the numbers are written as numbers. Now it's time to tell us what you think. If you got an opinion or wanted to know what's coming up next find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by searching for Movie Theater Time Machine. Now our podcast will always be free. Free? To subscribe and share. But if you'd like to help us build a bigger, better podcast, not to mention our confidence you can find merchandise designed by me! 
me, Kaz, at Zazzle. Or check out the Kaz Foxen's Animal Shop at Zazzle for cute animal gifts and pet supplies. Now, lastly, we have our Patreon. It's patreon.com slash mttm. As we said, it's always free to subscribe and share. However, anything you can donate would certainly be appreciated. Thanks so much, and back to the show. Back! Okay, fantasy casting. I got a few for this. Yes. Does anybody mind if I go first? Sure, no, go I, ahead. I don't really have any ideas. Okay. For, uh, let's see, who's this? For RT42 and J21, we have a dual role on this. Um, two and one, because it's not going to work if we don't have both. Holly Shore and Stephen Baldwin. Oh, Jesus. I don't understand this reference. Uh, Biodome. Bi- Biodome. Is that what happened on the spaceship? Squirrely. <laughs> Just because we're stuck in a bubble doesn't mean we can't cause any trouble, buddy. Let's see. I watched, I watched Biodome way too many times when I was younger. And to this day, whenever I'm like trying to focus on something, I sing that making a filter, making a filter. <laughs> so where he's like trying to make an air filter out of cigarette butts. <laughs> yeah. Oh, don't worry. We found out we could just use bed sheets. Oh, good job picking up all the butts, though, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oddly enough, that movie was one of the first movies Jack Black was in. Really? Yeah. Tenacious D shows up. Oh, during the party, I guess? Yeah. Neat. I did not know yeah. that. Yeah. I hate that I know that. <laughs> I was about to say, I'm going to have to watch it again, but no, 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 I really, I really don't have to do that. That's a 4% on Rotten Tomatoes, dude. <laughs> I think it's easy to avoid. Yeah, but it's it's got that All weird right. guy that lo- this looks like a discount Anthony Daniels. Yeah. <laughs> no, is it? No. Anthony Daniels is the guy that was C- C-3PO, wasn't he? Who am I, I thinking of? I believe so, yeah. Who am I thinking of? The guy who plays Dr. Green and Goose. Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards. Oh, okay. I think. Anyway, I keep interrupting. So, uh, let's see. Pauly Shore and uh, one of the lesser Baldwins as RT and J. Uh, That is a 27. So, yes, the dice like it. Oh, shit. So, how does it change? Oh, I think the protest of the marriage would be even funnier. Yeah. Just imagine Polly Shore in this. Look, man, you know, he published something, but I just went to Mars, buddy. (laughs) Yeah, the whole Mars, the whole Mars, like, section would be way more irritating. (laughs) Oh, my God. I just thought of something. Hmm? What's that? We got to we got to cram. Uncle Martin in there somewhere as a Martian. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how that would change things. Hmm. Well, let's give it a roll. See what we get. You would just talk English, I guess. Yeah. Uh, that's a fifteen. That that one's not gonna go. Uh, Shit. It's too obvious. Yeah, I think yeah. so. All right. Yeah. So you said you had a. Uh, you said you had another one. Another twofer. I do. Okay. Two separate on this one, but. Beavis and Butthead. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, no. We have this chick. <laughs> if we go to Mars, she said we can get this chick. Yeah. That does sound like a sci-fi plot for Beavis and Butthead. 
if they just go to Mars and they just end up in some ball pit somewhere, and they just <laughs> well, they, they, they go to Mars and they're horribly distracted by uh, Loco's shoulder pads. <laughs> hey, butthead! I see his thingies. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, and, and Single O even even gave him like a like a boop scoop at one point. I don't know, like at one point, like he's walking away, and he just kind of like yeah flicks the end, edge of his uh, shoulder thing, and I'm just like he just scooped him. His armor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He put his finger in the hole in his chest too. Yep. The little donut thing. That was a flashlight. <laughs> Pitiful one. Yeah. Very shallow. Yeah. yeah. Some Maybe. things you can't help. Maybe don't kink shame. Uh, oh yeah. What was your uh, pick? Yes. What was the other okay. one? Okay. So. Two possible for single O. Okay. And I just, I really hate to do this, but I get a roll for Tommy Wiseau. Okay, let's see. Oh, God. That's a 21. Looks like the dice just about like it. Okay. Let's try the other one. Just hopefully it beats it. All right. I wonder if this is the same one because I didn't I didn't really think of any um, fantasy casting, but Josh came up with one for single O. Let's see if it's the same. Oh, what were you thinking? Well, I want to see if it matches. Okay. Andy Kaufman. Okay, I can see Andy Kaufman. It's not the same one that Joss came up with, but let's see Andy Kaufman in this one. Uh, that's a 19. Fuck! No ah. All right, now... All right, so we're stuck with Tommy Wiseau, but that's kind of funny. Could you do his character, though? Latka. That's yeah. a separate role. Has Ooh, a separate... Okay. Let's see, Latka. That's a 27. That's better. Hey! Okay, okay that makes me feel better. Now, Joss's idea for single O was pretty fun, too. Robin Williams. Oh! It's, I'm really mad that I didn't think of that. <laughs> That's a 32. Oh, the dice like that one better. Yes, fate, fate likes Robin Williams as single O. So, uh, how is Robin Williams going to deal with being in the spaceship biodome? <laughs> I think he's going to deal with it by just continually talking forever and ever. Yeah. <laughs> and by the time they get to Mars, he's the first one off the ship because they literally boot him out the door. <laughs> oh my god, what if he's also a Martian? Oh my <laughs> god. He actually is Mork. I'm yes. home! <laughs> Shazbat. He gets, lands on Mars and he goes... Which one's the evil twin? Is it the, <laughs> the Earth Robin or is Mars Mork? <laughs> We're on Mars. Time out. Why? <laughs> Who's here? It's like, man, I want to see this movie now. What are we going to call it? <laughs> Takes one of the pills and he goes, you can't fucking be serious. <laughs> <laughs> People are going to rehab for sex. Hell, I was not in I was in rehab. I didn't see that wing. It was a Martian tub. <laughs> the dancers. Yep. <laughs> oh, don't, don't worry. I have something in the back. Here, fine. <laughs> Oh, man, I want to see this. So what do we call it? Hmm. Uh, hmm. Well, I mean... Bio-rocket plane? That's no good. Yes. Uh, uh. So, okay, so Robin Williams, Polly Shore, and a lesser Baldwin. Lester Bald- Baldwin yeah. the lesser. Um. <laughs> Just biodome... <laughs> No. That would be <laughs> okay. At that that point, we just have to call this. You're seeing this movie? Why? 
The movie's just called Social Experiment. <laughs> I got nothing. Yeah. The movie's called What is Wrong with Humans? <laughs> I'd still see it's it. It's like Robin's little kid voice. We'll find us here at the 1980s. 1980, where everybody is assigned a number and a name, and you're assigned a marriage. Time out. What? Okay, fine, what happened now? Oh, gee, you're assigned a marriage. Okay, yeah, you're just assigned a number and a marriage. Hmm, yes, sounds like a 50-year-old marriage. Hmm. <laughs> now, I had another, like, vague idea of... It's not technically fantasy casting, although I guess it kind of could be. Is it a fantasy rewrite? Uh, not of this movie, specifically, but imagine... Oh. 80s movies or like um, like movies set in the 80s but set in this 80s universe and how weird that would be like The Wedding Singer in this universe mm. I don't know if I'm familiar enough with 80s movies to make a good guess hmm. I'm just picturing people in airplanes would be crashing a lot and then the debris would go smash someone on the head underneath Oh, God. All the airplanes in New York, that's not a good thing. Yeah, they, yeah. they'd all crash. Because if, if in an yeah. 80s movie, if you see a helicopter, that thing's not staying in the air. Mm. Uh, just imagine the Adam Sandler song when he's singing the Drew Barrymore later. That'd be nice. We're assigned to place. I have to grow old with you. <laughs> I have to grow old with you. Although it would be interesting to see the love stink scene. Well, there's just a screaming, somebody kill me, please. (laughs) Somebody kill me. This was a really bad idea. (laughs) Okay, so maybe it doesn't quite work. But yeah, I just I was thinking, like, just how weird would those movies be if they were in this bizarre past future? What about MTV? Yeah, MTV would be strange. At least MTV had their astronaut in a fucking spacesuit. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But that's because they had to know about the moon landing. True. It it wouldn't be much fun if they were just standing there on Mars in normal clothes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if if Power Rangers can have horses on the moon, then why can't we have oxygen on Mars, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, true. True. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that that one's oh. from uh, that one's from uh, Joss's favorite episode uh, called "Forever Red," where literally ten different Red Rangers come and save the day from the big bad Beetleborgs, and there is horses on the moon apparently for reasons. At some point, we'll be at some point. I think on a TV time machine somewhere, we're gonna go over that episode. Well, it's been teased for years. Yeah. So horses on the moon sounds like some kind of sappy ballad. Written by Neil Young. I don't know. Straight up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so, uh, I don't... Hmm. That's sad. I was just looking up uh, some of the uh, actors in this. And oh. our favorite character, D6, uh, was played by Marjorie White. And I found out she actually died five years after this movie. At age uh. 31. Uh. Yeah, it was a car uh. accident in California. Ah, oh, shit. That sucks. But she was in a bunch of stuff first, though. I mean, she was never never quite a star of anything, but she was in a bunch of different movies. 
and she like stole the like apparent according to this she stole the scenes from everybody which she kind of did in this movie too yeah yeah i mean she was a freaking blast to watch ah god when you help a girl out come on See, and in one of these pictures, she's actually threatening to punch Bella Lugosi, which, you know, I'm okay with. Yeah. <laughs> Did you have any fantasy casting for her D6? <sighs> hmm. The only one I would say is Cindy Lauper. That's random. It just, she has like a very, like uh, Marjorie White had a very like Brooklynite accent. It just kind of like, ah, oh, come on, what's the matter? But you know, well, you know who I could see? Just- you know who I could see taking that place and playing D6? Kristen Schaal. She's a uh, modern-day yeah. uh, modern actress. Uh, she is most primarily known as the voice of Louise Belcher on Bob's Burgers. Oh, okay. Yes. Any final thoughts on things? I honestly think this movie is really worth checking out. Mm. Like, it, it, Fox, really good pick. I'm not going to say it's a great movie, but it's interesting. It was, it's seriously yeah. worth your time. It was definitely a fun movie. I I enjoyed this one. Yeah, this one like there's weird stuff, but it's just like you kind of go okay, yeah, you roll with it, and then you're good. Yeah, there yeah there was a, a few moments where it started to lose me. Like I I'm not the biggest um, musical guy, even though I've got several musical soundtracks on my Spotify. But it's like you know it's just never really been my thing. Just like the randomly bursting into song type of deal. So I started to kind of get lost a little bit and then Mars happened. I'm like, yep, alright I'm in. I enjoy this. I I definitely agree. Do you have next week's movie lined up? Uh, not yet. Okay. Alright, so I guess that'll be announced on social media? Yeah. Yep, yep. Okay. When, when we know, you'll know. Uh, yeah. And if at any point any of us uh, got anything, like any of our fact checks or whatever wrong in here, and if you want to tell us, you can hop on over to our Discord. Uh, it's linked on our Facebook page. Uh, you can join the Discord fan server and tell us where we went wrong. Tell us where we went right. We prefer that second one. And uh, <laughs> yeah, just come and hang out. Oh, and if you can think of um, what TV time machine should be, uh, we need an episode of a TV show where there is a future that has passed already. Ah, yes. And on that point, too, um, there is a limited series we're doing for TV time machine over the next few weeks uh, that is is, uh, covering the Netflix special Medal of Honor. First episode was released, and you know, thank you to everyone who gave some really good feedback on that. Um, certainly, you know, the good and the bad has been taken to heart, so we're definitely going to go out for for number two. And um, our patron.podbean.com slash MT Time Machine will have the rest of them. Uh, probably going to release them as they go along, too, like you know put them for our exclusive members for a few weeks and then release them on to the free side. All right. So I think we're good, right? Yep. Okay. Take care of yourself and don't be too good. Yeah. You're right. Close, but good enough. Oh, ah. right. well, then you end it. All right. Be good. Take care of yourself, but don't be too good. <laughs>